section seventy two part three chapter five concluding the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez translated by charlotte brewster jordan this librivox recording is in the public domain nature blind unfeeling and silent ignoring individual existence and taking to her bosom with equal indifference a poor little animal or a million corpses was beginning to smile under the late winter suns the fountains were still crusted with their beards of ice the earth snapped as the feet weighed down its hidden crystals the trees black and sleeping were still retaining the coat of metallic green in which the winter had clothed them from the depths of the earth still issued an acute deadly chill like that of burned-out planets but spring had already girded herself with flowers in her palace in the tropics and was saddling with green her trusty steed neighing with impatience soon they would race through the fields driving before them in disordered flight the black goblins of winter and leaving in their wake green growing things and tender subtle perfumes the wayside greenery robing itself in tiny buds was already heralding their arrival the birds were venturing forth from their retreats in order to wing their way among the crows croaking wrathfully above the closed tombs the landscape was beginning to smile in the sunlight with the artless deceptive smile of a child who looks candidly around while his pockets are stuffed with stolen goodies the husbandmen had ploughed the fields and filled the furrows with seed men might go on killing each other as much as they liked the soil had no concerns with their hatreds and on that account did not propose to alter its course as every year the metal cutter had opened its usual lines obliterating with its ridges the traces of man and beast undismayed and with stubborn diligence filling up the tunnels which the bombs had made sometimes the ploughshare had struck against an obstacle underground an unknown unburied man but the cultivator had continued on its way without pity every now and then it was stopped by less yielding obstructions projectiles which had sunk into the ground intact the rustic had dug up these instruments of death which occasionally had exploded their delayed charge in his hands but the man of the soil knows no fear when in search of sustenance and so was doggedly continuing his rectilinear advance swerving only before the visible tombs there the furrows had curved mercifully making little islands of the mounds surmounted by crosses and flags the seeds of future bread were preparing to extend their tentacles like devilfish among those who but a short time before were animated by such monstrous ambition life was about to renew itself once more the automobile came to a standstill the guide was running about among the crosses stooping over in order to examine their weather-stained inscriptions here we are he had found above one grave the number of the regiment chichi and her husband promptly dismounted again then dona luisa with sad resolution biting her lips to keep the tears back then the three devoted themselves to assisting the father 
who had thrown off his fur lap robe poor desnoyers on touching the ground he swayed back and forth moving forward with the greatest effort lifting his feet with difficulty and sinking his staff in the hollows lean on me my poor dear said the old wife offering her arm the masterful head of the family could no longer take a single step without their aid then began their slow painful pilgrimage among the graves the guide was still exploring the spot bristling with crosses spelling out the names and hesitating before the faded lettering rene was doing the same on the other side of the road chichi went on alone the wind whirling her black veil around her and making little curls escape from under her mourning hat every time she leaned over to decipher a name her daintily shod feet sunk deep into the ruts and she had to gather her skirts about her in order to move more comfortably revealing thus at every step evidences of the joy of living of hidden beauty of consummated love following her course through this land of death and desolation in the distance sounded feebly her father's voice not yet the two elders were growing impatient anxious to find their son's resting-place as soon as possible a half-hour thus dragged by without any result always unfamiliar names anonymous crosses or the numbers of other regiments don marcelo was no longer able to stand their passage across the irregularities of the soft earth had been torment for him he was beginning to despair ay they would never find julio's remains the parents too had been scrutinizing the plots nearest them bending sadly before cross after cross they stopped before a long narrow hillock and read the name no he was not there either and they continued desperately along the painful path of alternate hopes and disappointments it was chichi who notified them with a cry here here it is the old folks tried to run almost falling at every step all the family were soon grouped around a heap of earth in the vague outline of a bier and beginning to be covered with herbage at the head was a cross with letters cut in deep with the point of a knife the kind deed of some of his comrades-at-arms then in military abbreviations the rank regiment and company a long silence doña luisa had knelt instantly with her eyes fixed on the cross those great bloodshot eyes that could no longer weep till then tears had been constantly in her eyes but now they deserted her as though overcome by the immensity of a grief incapable of expressing itself in the usual ways the father was staring at the rustic grave in dumb amazement his son was there there forever and he would never see him again he imagined him sleeping unshrouded below in direct contact with the earth just as death had surprised him in his miserable and heroic old uniform he recalled the exquisite care which the lad had always given his body the long bath the massage the invigorating exercise of boxing and fencing the cold shower the elegant and subtle perfume all that he might come to this that he might be interred just where he had fallen in his tracks like a worn-out beast of burden the bereaved father wished to transfer his son immediately from the official burial fields 
but he could not do it yet as soon as possible it should be done and he would erect for him a mausoleum fit for a king and what good would that do he would merely be changing the location of a mass of bones but his body his physical semblance all that had contributed to the charm of his personality would be mixed with the earth the son of the rich desnoyers would have become an inseparable part of a poor field in champagne ah the pity of it all and for this had he worked so hard and so long to accumulate his millions he could never know how julio's death had happened nobody could tell him his last words he was ignorant as to whether his end had been instantaneous overwhelming his idol going out of the world with his usual gay smile on his lips or whether he had endured long hours of agony abandoned in the fields writhing like a reptile or passing through phases of hellish torment before collapsing in merciful oblivion he was also ignorant of just how much was beneath this mound whether an entire body discreetly touched by the hand of death or an assemblage of shapeless remnants from the devastating hurricane of steel and he would never see him again and that julio who had been filling his thoughts would become simply a memory a name that would live while his parents lived fading away little by little after they had disappeared he was startled to hear a moan a sob then he recognized dully that they were his own and that he had been accompanying his reflections with groans of grief his wife was still at his feet kneeling alone with her heartbreak fixing her dry eyes on the cross with a gaze of hypnotic tenacity there was her son near her knees lying stretched out as she had so often watched him when sleeping in his cradle the father's sobs were wringing her heart too but with an unbearable depression without his wrathful exasperation and she would never see him again could it be possible chichi's presence interrupted the despairing thoughts of her parents she had run to the automobile and was returning with an armful of flowers she hung a wreath on the cross and placed a great spray of blossoms at the foot then she scattered a shower of petals over the entire surface of the grave sadly intensely as though performing a religious rite accompanying the offering with her outspoken thoughts for you who so loved life for its beauties and pleasures for you who knew so well how to make yourself beloved and as her tears fell her affectionate memories were as full of admiration as of grief had she not been his sister she would have liked to have been his beloved and having exhausted the rain of flower petals she wandered away so as not to disturb the lamentations of her parents before the uselessness of his bitter plaints don marcelo's former dominant character had come to life raging against destiny he looked at the horizon where so often he had imagined the adversary to be and clenched his fists in a paroxysm of fury his disordered mind believed that it saw the beast the nemesis of humanity and how much longer would the evil be allowed to go unpunished there was no justice the world was ruled by blind chance all lies mere words of consolation in order that mankind might exist unterrified by the hopeless abandon in which it lived 
it appeared to him that from afar was echoing the gallop of the four apocalyptic horsemen riding roughshod over all his fellow-creatures he saw the strong and brutal giant of the sword of war the archer with his repulsive smile shooting his pestilential arrows the bald-headed miser with the scales of famine the hard-riding spectre with the scythe of death he recognized them as only divinities familiar and terrible which had made their presence felt by mankind all the rest was a dream the four horsemen were the reality suddenly by the mysterious process of telepathy he seemed to read the thoughts of the one grieving at his feet the mother impelled by her own sorrow was thinking of that of others she too was looking toward the distant horizon there she seemed to see a procession of the enemy grieving in the same way as were her family she saw elena with her daughters going in and out among the burial grounds seeking a loved one falling on their knees before a cross ay this mournful satisfaction she could never know completely it would be forever impossible for her to pass to the opposite side in search of the other grave for even after some time had passed by she could never find it the beloved body of otto would have disappeared forever in one of the nameless pits which they had just passed o oh lord why did we ever come to these lands why did we not continue living in the land where we were born desnoyers too uniting his thoughts with hers was seeing again the pampas the immense green plains of the ranch where he had become acquainted with his wife again he could hear the tread of the herds he recalled madariaga on tranquil nights proclaiming under the splendor of the stars the joys of peace the sacred brotherhood of these people of most diverse extraction united by labor abundance and the lack of political ambition and as his thoughts swung back to the lost son he too exclaimed with his wife oh why did we ever come he too with the solidarity of grief began to sympathize with those on the other side of the battlefront they were suffering just as he was they had lost their sons human grief is the same everywhere but then he revolted against his commiseration karl had been an advocate of this war he was among those who had looked upon war as the perfect state for mankind who had prepared it with their provocations it was just that war should devour his sons he ought not to bewail their loss but he who had always loved peace he who had only one son only one and now he was losing him forever he was going to die and he was sure that he was going to die only a few months of life were left in him and his pitiful devoted companion kneeling at his feet she too would soon pass away she could not long survive the blow which they had just received there was nothing further for them to do nobody needed them any longer their daughter was thinking only of herself of founding a separate home interest with the hard instinct of independence which separates children from their parents in order that humanity may continue its work of renovation julio was the only one who would have prolonged the family passing on the name the desnoyers had died his daughter's children would be lacour 
all was ended don marcelo even felt a certain satisfaction in thinking of his approaching death more than anything else he wished to pass out of the world he no longer had any curiosity as to the end of this war in which he had been so interested whatever the end might be it would be sure to turn out badly although the beast might be mutilated it would again come forth years afterward as the eternal curse of mankind for him the only important thing now was that the war had robbed him of his son all was gloomy all was black the world was going to its ruin he was going to rest chichi had clambered up on the hillock which contained perhaps more than their dead with furrowed brow she was contemplating the plains graves graves everywhere the recollection of julio had already passed a second place in her mind she could not bring him back no matter how much she might weep this vision of the fields of death made her think all the more of the living as her eyes roved from side to side she tried with her hands to keep down the whirling of her wind-tossed skirts rene was standing at the foot of the knoll and several times after a sweeping glance at the numberless mounds around them she looked thoughtfully at him as though trying to establish a relationship between her husband and those below and he had exposed his life in combats just as these men had done and you my poor darling she continued aloud at this very moment you too might be lying here under a heap of earth with a wooden cross at your head just like these poor unfortunates the sub-lieutenant smiled sadly yes it was so come here climb up here said chichi impetuously i want to give you something as soon as he approached her she flung her arms around his neck pressed him against the warm softness of her breath exhaling a perfume of life and love and kissed him passionately without a thought of her brother without seeing her aged parents grieving below them and longing to die and her skirts freed by the breeze moulded her figure in the superb sweep of the curves of a grecian vase end of section seventy two recorded by tony oliva end of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez translated by charlotte brewster jordan